0: what's up everybody it's your favorite podcast get a bucket i'm your host trey i always appreciate the, the love and support i really do um it's a good things to talk about today so if for starters it's a good day actually it's nice and sunny you know I, I talk about how this bipolar weather is really annoying but it's nice out today like you can almost wear some shorts out like it's 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 pretty chill, and I'm going to a high school basketball tournament today. See a couple of ranked players, um, Jeremy Roach. You know he's going to Duke. Uh, a couple of good players out there, so should be a good time. Shout out to my cousin Akima. He reminded me of the tournament, so this should be a good time. Uh, but with all that being said, it's gonna be a good episode today. So let's go ahead and get started right on into the show. All right, so half one, boogie on down. Um, Yeah, if this sounds like you've heard this before, you have. Um, DeMarcus Cousins has gone down yet again. We, I know, I know, I know. We heard about this a couple months back. You know, he was down. He was apparently, reports were being said that he was healthy. You know, they were rejected that he was going to be coming back to the playoffs to help the Lakers out, potentially, as he was on their team. Uh, He's been waived. By the Lakers, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. So, what that means is he is now no longer on the Lakers team. Now, he has been apparently granted access to the Lakers facilities and this, that, and third, but I don't think that really means anything per se. Um, I think the Lakers are trying to focus more so on getting a playmaker, someone who can kind of spell for Braun. I know Rondo's there. Uh, people were kind of thinking maybe Kuzma might be able to help out, but it hasn't really panned out the way you wanted it to again should have kept Brandon Ingram, but that's neither here nor there at this point, so we're not trying to keep Boogie because he's not really going to help us, like, we don't need interior help, you know, like, Anthony Davis has been solid, Bron can still service, uh, can be serviceable down there, and then both Joel, I mean, Javel McGee and Dwight Howard is still present, and good defensive anchors, now, with that being said, I have a few concerns about Boogie, like, it, it, it this either means that he's not progressing at the level in which they wanted him to or again like I said maybe they just wanted to focus most on playmakers I think it's a combination of both though because Boogie Boogie when healthy was a playmaker I mean he was averaging decent amount of assists so or he, he's a capable passer like when I think DeMarcus Cousins I think a more mobile Nikola Jokic in all honesty, and mind you, Nikola Jokic was an MVP candidate, ladies and gentlemen, last year. So, that's the type of player that you have in, DeMar- in a healthy Demarcus Cousins. Now, Demarcus Cousins being in the third option of the Lakers roster, I think that can actually be serviceable. Because he can kind of revert to a Nikola Jokic mobility-wise. Like he doesn't have to put a lot of pressure on himself. So, I think the Lakers could have used him, but as a playmaker, but them waving him makes me think okay well he's not progressing as well as he should have like maybe they were lying now of course you're not gonna say oh well he's not playing well you know we're just gonna keep him until next year if he were in the plans like you know you would he would have been on the team still so is this the end for DeMarcus Cousins I personally don't want to see that occur I don't think it is he's a he's a skilled big man and in all honesty on the offensive side at least you can still squeeze out two to three years plus he's still young enough to the point where that's realistic um he's gonna have to slim down a little bit because he's a big guy and that weight on those joints is gonna be i mean we talk about zion all the time and how his weight keeps crashing on his or will keep crashing on his knees and that's gonna be an issue well demarcus cousins is not a skinny fella he's also like six eleven so that's a lot of weight on those on those joints so and big men it's hard for them to stay healthy like greg odin he was skinny and he had like knee problems and that just went to shit so i mean like this is back to back years for demarcus cousins having issues health wise i hope it's not the end for him but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see I think Boogie should start focusing more so on rings now as opposed to like because to be honest with you, he should have got one last year. It was unfortunate. But I think he can now focus on a couple of teams. I mean there are a few top suitors that actually could use Boogie services because he's not gonna he can't charge a lot of money. Like you can't you can't say I want twenty million dollars over two years. That's impossible. That's foolish. Like I'm sorry. Maybe the Knicks give you that give you that, but that's dumb as hell. Now some some teams that come to mind. Uh the Clippers and you can stay with them from now to like twenty twenty two. That would be as long as Kawhi Leonard and Paul George would be there, more than likely. Um the Celtics, I think you can actually help them out now. Cause I mean a skilled big man to pair with Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward, I mean, that's a offen that's a that's a quality top five offense right there. Like that's that's a that's a golden state light if you will from like last year including a healthy Kevin Durant so I'm just saying like that's a potential team where if you add a boogie that might be interesting and that could take them over the top this year to be champions you never know the Bucks, Giannis needs skilled big men or skilled players who can shoot and boogie serves as that also you have a lot of bigs around there so you don't need to play boogie that much meaning he should not get injured I mean like he might but You're not putting a lot of strain on him, okay? Now, the 76ers. I think he can actually replace Al Horford and be what Al Horford was supposed to be. Um, I think bringing Al Horford off the bench as well could be helpful. Or you bring Boogie off the bench. Either way, he's going to replace what Al Horford was supposed to be. And I think that is a possibility. Very interesting as well, too. Uh, The Warriors, again, that little stint. They're going to need big men on the cheap. And he knows their system. So that would be nice to see. And I think you also can be on that team from like 2021 to like 2023. And they will be contenders as well. Also, the Nets. The Nets are going to need a good. Everyone needs a skilled big man. And you pair that with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and that entire team. You already have bigs who can help anchor the defense. So you won't need him for defense. Like it, it he fits in with those teams perfectly. So, Boogie, if you're listening, I really do hope that you decide to go with one of those teams and get you a ring, big fella. If I had to say right now, probably the Nets, because they have the best chance of winning the championships going forward. (sighs) Halftime. Yep, Wilder, Deontay Wilder versus Fury, Tyson Fury. It was a good match. Until Wilder lost. (laughs) Like, cuz though, I hate it it that you lost, fella. I hate that you lost, big fella. We'll get him back next time, man. But, um, Tyson Fury is the new heavyweight champion of boxing. I'm gonna give you a shout out again. Congratulations. Well deserved. Um, I hate to say it, it sucks, but, like, I mean, he's the better boxer. Like, this has been two matches, and I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. There were 19 rounds because Deontay Wilder, um, it it was decided as a TKO in the seventh round of the second match. And there's 12 rounds typically. So, Wilder sits up there and lost 12 of those 19. Like, at best, at best, best case. So, that means he only won seven of those. Like, Tyson Fury showed he was the better boxer. Deontay Wilder has the more power. Like, he has more power. But he's got his ass whooped, bro. Like, he kept having his arms out. Like, he wasn't having his hands up. So that way he kept getting hit to the point where Tyson Fury busts Deontay Wilder's eardrum. Like, blood was literally leaking out of Cuzzo's ear. Like, and it was weird, because, like, Deontay Wilder, I'm, I'm sorry, Tyson Fury was literally licking, yes, I said lick-ing, L-I-C-K-I-N-G, the blood off of Deontay Wilder's neck, like, fellas, imagine it's late night, you know, and you're with your woman, let's move on, we might have kids listening, but, yeah, like, like, like he didn't have his hands up, you know what I'm saying, he was getting shots taken to the face, and, and he wasn't landing really any, like, ma- any major punches on Tyson Fury, like, not how he did in the first match, like, at the end of the day, bro, like, you're gonna have to sit up there, you're gonna have to, he's gonna have to take a match where he's gonna have to showcase that he can box again, like, not box, not box again, but box, like, at an effective level, like, showcase the boxing skills, not just, swing and hit and possibly connect like because you only need one time with Deontay Wilder no 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 no. you need to showcase that you're a boxer because you have one more shot at this man one more and after that it's a wrap I mean Tyson Fury's already stated he may only he want he wants to fight only he, wa- he wants to fight only like three more times I don't think you fight him immediately I think you take a fight off like you fight someone else and then you fight him I don't think fighting him at the last fight is smart either because that's going to be within two years, maybe two and a half, and during that time period, someone can come up the ranks, so you're going to have more competition, he's already fought you, he's beaten you twice, really, I mean, the first match was a tie, but in reality, like I even thought that you lost the fight, so I think if if I'm Deontay Wilder, I'm going after someone else next fight, and then going after Tyson Fury get that confidence back. Get that swagger right. Shake that rust off and then come back with a vengeance. Cuz you have to swing, you have to swing at that one. Like you have to take everything that you learned, which was pretty much improve your technique. Cuz he's one person out of your entire career that you just can't overpower. He's a big boy. And he's mobile. He's goofy. He's loosey with it. Like you got to be an actual boxer and showcase your skill set. I have to our sports analyst Odin um now nah, I know what you're thinking like I'm kind of talking about myself uh, I'm, I'm really speaking more towards Kendrick Perkins he's he's had a couple of battles a couple of bouts a couple of beefs a couple of squabbles if you will uh, with a few folk and ironically they're on the same damn team like Kevin Durant you know you had the beef with him over Twitter they squashed it but you know you still had that beef. And then he got a little he said he made a little comment about Kyrie Irving. Like and he's hating on Kyrie a little bit. I I hate the fact that as analysts we hate it seems like we hate more so than we try to really promote. You know what I'm saying? Try to really be positive about folk, uplift folk. Like for example, I'm not the biggest Braun fan. And it's it's crazy. Yeah, I know I'm a Lakers fan, I hear you. But I'm a Kobe fan, sorry, and I didn't like the way that people were comparing were comparing Braun to Kobe at an early age, like they're different players but at the same time, I'm going to be open-minded and like really opinionated not sitting there and say, oh, I don't like him that much, so I'm not, I'm not going to give him any praise like, I give Braun praise, I give Braun credit, I give Braun outs on the page here and there you know what I'm saying, like, when, especially when it's like a good milestone marker, like, of course I don't think a lot of, anal- I don't think analysts do that enough, or at least don't do that effectively and it's about time that they start doing so. I mean, the story that I that really brought this to my attention was Kendrick Perkins kind of going on Kyrie, like because Kyrie wants to be, like, because not wants to be. I'm sorry, Kyrie Irving is one of the is a vice president of the National Basketball um, Players Association. So essentially, him uh, he is now one of the members who can like speak for the the players in the NBA and Kendrick Perkins was kind of like going on Kyrie Irving saying like you know what he's not a good leader this that and the third pretty much questioning why he even got the role well let's put this into context people because it's not like it's a, a specific position like this isn't politics this isn't presidential elections you know like it's not like president vice president there are seven VPs so the whole structure is Chris Paul's the president Andre Iguodala's the vice president and then there are six other VPs. Like, who do we have here? Um, Bismack Biombo, CJ McCullum, Garrett Temple, Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brown, and of course Kyrie Irving. Like, those are the VPs. So I think it's actually good that he's sitting up there and wanting to be a part of the thought process behind the nba wants to help the players want, uh, you know that's showing leadership everything he's being knocked for is like hey he's not a good leader personally i think he has good leadership capabilities He's just not been in the best scenarios like it's not all been on, on him so but everyone wants to throw on him because he's a superstar and that's just the nature of the, of, of the beast but this is good to see that kyrie irving is stepping into that role as a 27 year old male hell this man is my age and is trying to show leadership like i i commend him for that but that's not an easy task and to keep it a buck with you perk is not like you were on that thing it's not like you were trying to be on the mbpa like i'm sorry like you weren't perceived as a leader like you were perceived as a quality veteran who can come in there and provide a championship culture that's because you played on a championship team like you were a benefactor so you weren't a leader on your team so uh, you you were a big brother maybe because you were an older player and you were in the league longer but like that's kind of about it so and i'm not saying that to go on perk i'm saying that to state facts like and again and again notice how i gave still a good compliment to you like you were a you were a good championship quality veteran but well, I'm not gonna rag on you like the entire time. Like no, and, that, and that's kind of how I got with Kyrie. In terms of how he was dealing with Kyrie. So again, for all the sports analysts out there, let's let's promote these fellas a little bit more because they are working hard. And I get like, keep it to the game, keep it to the game. And I felt like sometimes we don't do that too often, like too like too well. All right, well that's all the time I have for y'all, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Continue to subscribe. Uh, tell your mom is your papas, your sisters your brothers like anyone who's anybody really I like, guess like as I continue to say like I really appreciate the growth that has actually translated from the networking that you guys have done thus far I mean again I can't say it enough thank you all and hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week uh, continue to watch basketball just it, it's been a good couple of quality games I'm sure like it's every every day Every night there should be a quality game to watch. I love it this year. Like I really do. I swear to God, the dynamic duo era is helpful. This. I, oh, I love it. But look, I'm about to go eat because I'm famished. My stomach is touching my spine, and I'm playing a little 2K. All right, see y'all.